Welcome everybody to the Black Delegates Podcast. Um, the date is uh, it's February the 19th, 2018. Uh, coming to y'all for episode three. So let's start it off with uh, the fellas here. We got uh, our very own undercover brother, a.k.a. Jason Bourne's financial advisor, a.k.a. the Brown Panther, <laughs> a.k.a. the spreadsheet assassin, Paul. <laughs> How you doing, Paul? Yo, what's up, Ryan? Uh, doing good, man. Uh, just out here chilling. Next up, we got the man without fear, a.k.a. Mr. Lover Lover, a.k.a. Mr. Sasquatch, a.k.a. the mixtape masochist, a.k.a. Ghetto Phenom. How you doing? Man, you forgot one of my AKAs, man. What's the other one, man? I don't know that one. You got that shit. Keep that to your wife. Yeah, well, this is one that, that I got from the ladies, but the ladies like to call me Cat. They like to call me Cassius Bay. Cassius Bay. Because <laughs> I'm the greatest. <laughs> I'm a bad man. But yeah, yeah, what well, was good with it, fellas? I'm uh, I'm happy to be here once again. All right. Now, let's see how you hype up yourself. I'm, I'm interested to hear I this. I almost didn't do one for myself, but then I was like, no, nah, I got to. All right, and I'm your host. Forty Water, aka Mossberg Amazing, aka the Black Larry David, aka wow. the most athletic fat dude that you know. <laughs> the Black Rock. The Black Larry David. I like that. That's right. Mm. So, welcome everybody to the show. So we're gonna uh, move on in, I guess, uh, straight to our this week in blackness. We're gonna start with brownness this week. So uh, we can start with you, Paul. All right. Uh, brown weekend brownness for me. Uh, I the main thing was I watched Get Out finally. I am way behind because I am totally old and totally washed. But I finally watched Get Out. That's black. So, so yeah, look for that a review uh, discussion in the upcoming pod. Uh, but yeah, that was that was the that was the highlight of my weekend brownness. Uh, everything else I did this week was pretty white, and it, it always <laughs> is. <laughs> That's what we need you for, undercover brother. You just, you just stay right, low. Right, that's right. Stay low. That's right. All right. I'll report back on all, what, what the white people are talking about. Don't exactly. Worry. Exactly. Thank you for your service. <laughs> all right. And uh, Fina, how was your week in blackness? Yo, my week in blackness was good, man. It was it was very black and very wonderful. Um, had a couple of things happen to me this week. First of all, uh, this past Thursday, I went to an event. Uh, that was it was a salute to young leaders uh, honoring, you know, people that are doing wonderful things in the community, you know, particularly targeted for African-Americans. Uh, so my sister actually was an honoree. Uh, this is a ceremony I went to maybe four or five years ago and then I hadn't been for a while. I go to other similar events, but it's the first time being there. So to see my sister there being honored and. Really, it's just a bunch of people that come together, black folks, you know, get dressed up. But it's not a stuffy uh, ceremony. You know, it's real laid back. It's real, real cool. You know, if you got people who got the sororities or fraternities, they let them shout out. They, you know, do their little calls and do their little signs and things like that. And uh, it's just a real laid back atmosphere. But just to see, you know, positive black people getting recognized and acknowledged for what they do. That was a wonderful thing. Number two, Black Panther. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but at the salute, I want to tell you about this little uh, incident that happened. So one of my coworkers was there with his homie, 
And, uh, you know, we around the table. They kind of got cocktail tables and hors d'oeuvres or whatever at the beginning. So mm. we're sitting talking. I asked my coworker, I'm like, yo, I know you got your, your Black Panther tickets, right? He's like, yeah, man, I bought them, you know, a month ago. Something crazy <laughs> like that. I'm like, okay. He's like, I know you got yours, right? I'm like, yeah, I got mine. We got ours a couple nights ago, you know, ready to go see it. So I turned to his partner. You know, everybody looking at him. we like, hey, what about you? You going to go see Black Panther? And the brother was like, no. Nah. And it just got a real awkward <laughs> silence at the table. <laughs> like every, even his homie, like everybody at the table was just like, oh, hmm. And so he like, dang, y'all, y'all just gonna do me like that? Y'all just, you know, I'm not going to see it, so y'all just, y'all just shut me out. And we like, mm, yeah, kind of. Like you gotta explain <laughs> wow. yourself on that. You can't just be like, nah. So this is a on Black this, Panther. This is required viewing for all black people. I, I get, I get, yes, okay, absolutely, gotcha, gotcha. absolutely. And so, you know, what turns out happening, you know, he goes on to explain himself and he's one of them brothers where he's like, well, you know, I just I, I just want more for our people. And I mean, everybody's getting excited about this, but I think we can do better. And, you know, he was one of them. Dudes. Is he a hotel so, type dude? Or what's the, what's I, I, the I don't know what, what the brother is. Okay. But um, yeah, so he he's one of those dudes where he was turned off because everybody was so excited about it and he thought uh this is just a movie it's too trivial so eventually he kind of relented and said you know what i'm gonna go see it i'm just not excited to see it right away so i'm gonna I'm go see it down the line but so we like all right all right you you all right you get a pass but you know you you got those type of brothers everywhere and you don't see people um, dissing people for wearing dashikis or whatever. But like I said, we're going to talk about Black Panther later. So that was my week in blackness so far. Nice. What about you, Ryan? My week in blackness. Uh, I don't really know how black it was. I guess I was, it might have been, it, you know, brown. I might have to say this is a, a week in brownness for me. Uh, did a lot of Netflix and chilling. Uh, I had to catch up on some, some sci-fi. Chilling. Yeah, man, Netflix and chilling. You know, I got I got I got the kids. I don't have the babysitters here in, in St. Louis anymore. So, you know, I got to get out when I can get out. So, right now that's not a possibility. So I'm gonna wait. So, uh, caught up on some sci-fi. Uh, <laughs> watched that Cloverfield paradox, and it is a paradox. <laughs> so it's uh it's pretty crazy, man. It's pretty pretty mind bending. I'm not even sure if I can necessarily recommend that to nobody. But if you heavy into sci-fi, go ahead and check it out. You'll probably enjoy it, but for regular people, nah, it's a bit crazy. Um, <laughs> otherwise, man, I've been uh, literally just consumed by this podcast called Up and Vanished. It's pretty old. Mm-hmm. It's regarding the, uh, it's similar to Serial, if you've uh, heard that podcast, or Making of a Murderer, where they're investigating a cold case. Um yeah. And uh, it's about a, a girl that went missing in or a woman that got went missing in Georgia in some small town. And uh, okay. yeah, this happened in like 2016, man. But I'm enthralled by it. I am listening to it every day, all day, all during work. I'm listening to it on my lunch break. I'm listening to it uh, on the way home to work. And that's pretty much what I've been doing for the past it- three days since I discovered it. No, it's it's just a dude. He decided that he liked cereal and he was gonna do some investigating on a cold case. And that's the mm-hmm. case that he pulled up because he lived in Georgia. And uh he just he just went and started talking to people. And uh wow. yeah, so yeah, it's it's really good, man. So if if you like cereal, if you liked uh making a of a murderer, 
uh, I would definitely check up up and uh, check out up and vanished. Okay, sounds All right, good. Check it out. Yeah. Up and to that joint right now. Yeah. So that's pretty much uh, what I had, and then I guess that leads into uh, our first topic because I did get a chance to watch the All Star Game. Both of y'all watched that, right? Of yes, course. sir. Yeah, yeah. So All Star Game started off with the the pregame show or the pregame uh, festivities. I thought it was a, a bit strange right off the bat, but uh, uh, so it started off kind of with a little skit from uh, Kevin Hart, and uh, I'm just wondering well, how, can, how long can, can, can Kevin Hart can last? Well, hold on, can we can we back up? It, it, yeah. Really, it started with the pregame was the Angela Rye, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo sit down, and it was a couple other people, Valerie Jarrett. I, I don't know. That, that went on really. You didn't see that? Yeah, it's, that yeah, that's like that. when it first the. I think it was like an hour half pregame, and that was like the first thirty minutes of it or so. Oh, okay. That was a little that was a little weird, but it was it was getting into all the social issues. But man, we, well, we can we can skip over it, I guess if nobody if I'm the only one that saw it, it wasn't that. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Yeah, I didn't start watching till seven. We don't tune in that early. Bro. Okay, skip 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 this part. Just start. start <laughs> over there, no, it's yeah, fine. We'll just we'll just we'll just go with the cool part, the good stuff. Yeah. So so the All Star Game uh, pregame, at least when I turned it on, started off with. Uh, you know, they had the, you know, the dancers or whatever and, and getting ready. And uh, then out comes uh, Kevin Hart. And uh, I just wonder when is his brother's 15 minutes going to be up? <laughs> it's, it's lasted for a really long time. I really like him. But at the same time, it's it's amazing me how long his career is, is going as far as a comedian goes. Because usually you hot for five years and you fall off real quick and you disappear. But he is not disappearing. He yeah he's good in small doses but I am sick of personally I'm sick of seeing him at every single sporting event. Uh-oh. Of course it was really really funny seeing him at the Super Bowl especially after the Super Bowl trying to get on the stage. We talked about that I think last time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know those things like that. But it seems like every every celebrity NBA celebrity game he's got to be you know going crazy and doing things. And now he's doing the intros. It's just it's a little too much. Like I said, the wife and I, we saw him, had the chance to see him in Montreal. It wasn't we were going to really see him particularly, but Montreal has like a, a comedy festival, huge comedy festival every year called Just for Laughs every summer. It's really great. But uh, we just happened to be in town one year. This is, this is like after we got married and I uh, went up there and he happened to be headlining at a, at a show. And uh, Man, I remember told when told you got married, what was that, 15 years ago? I wish it was 15 years ago. No, it wasn't. It was like... <laughs> Seven eight years ago. Anyway, uh, okay. But he was he he was just becoming famous, and uh, I remember the wife turning to me at like maybe twenty thirty minutes, and it was like he is not funny. He was really just the MC, so he'd go up there and tell some jokes, and have another like another comedian come out for you know do another twenty minute set, and then he'd come back out there tell some more jokes. But he was uh, just getting started, and I remember the wife. He was not really funny. He did not he did not have it that night. Uh, but yeah, so I, so I've kind of you know known about Kevin Hart for a while, but. I like I like him in certain things in small doses, but full movies usually they're not so good. And yeah, I'm just sick of seeing him at, the, at All Star Games. What about you, Ish? For me, um, Kevin Hart, he's all right. You know, I don't hate him. A lot of people hate him. I don't hate him, um, but I do feel like I mean he's a dude that's out there grinding. I mean, nonstop, Definitely. just kind of incessantly. He's on the grind, so I do understand how people get sick and get tired of him. You know, it's just it's just an overdose of Kevin Hart. For me, I don't watch him all that much. I don't tune into a lot of his stuff, so 
it doesn't bother me when I do see him. Like, at first I thought the All-Star thing was corny. Like, the first couple of guys that came out and he kind of cracked jokes or whatever, I was like, oh, this is about to be whack. But then he actually got a good couple of lines in on folks. And you could see the athletes themselves were laughing as they came out. So, you know, the fact that he had some some good snaps and that the athletes enjoyed it, I'm like, cool. You know, I I don't mind it. Right now, personally, I think Kevin Hart, for me, he's better in movies than he is in stand-up or, you know, all this other stuff that he's doing. I can take him in a movie, but, you know, just stuff like that. Like, he's cool, but I think he's just, he's grinded so much. Like, he never really took time away for you to miss him. You know, he's just always there. You know, he's like DMX back in the day where DMX was just (laughs) dropping albums like, Back to back to back. Yeah. And so you, you burn out quick that way. So, um, yeah, that's what I thought about Kevin Hart. Man, I thought it was uh, real awkward, I guess. And I think it took a while for the crowd to understand what he was doing because it's not a roast. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a situation where you should be snapping on people. You know, if that's my first All-Star game and I want to come out, you know, and, and just be recognized for being cold like hooping. Like, that's kind of messed up. The dude told Andre Drummond that, you know, he was like Chewbacca and he needed to shave his shoulders. You know, it was, it was pretty funny. But at the same time, I felt for them dudes like, man, it's your first time here. It ain't like you LeBron, you know, so you could just laugh at it. Like, ah, you know, the other 14 times was cool. No, nah, it's not what it was. It was their first time there. Dolan B was not laughing at all. And that dude cracks jokes for everybody. But he was so serious. I don't know. I thought it was strange. It was just a, a weird way to handle it. And then the little skit and everything that they did even before that, where they had uh, Jamie Foxx rapping. They had Queen Latifah rapping. They brought out Ludacris. Loved uh, it. Loved it. I was it just was like, where, where are they finding these people at? <laughs> they needed... San, they needed you know people that you know marketable that was you know big names but weren't going to do anything controversial. I think that's what that was. That that whole skit was all about that. Like nobody's nobody's checking for any of them people anymore, anymore on any level at all. Jamie Foxx, I guess, for some movies, and yeah, that no, but none, nobody out there rapping. I wasn't checking for. Were you guys looking out for that or wanting to hear any of that? I mean, I didn't. I tuned into that halfway through. Like, that's when I turned on the game when it was going. So, I saw Luda. I saw, like, on Twitter that people were saying Queen Latifah was out there and some of the other people. I mean, I thought it was it was fine. It was interesting because the NBA tends to trend at a younger audience, you know, just uh, demographic-wise. And those people, you know, those are for exennials, you know, mm-hmm. like us. Those are people who were going – strong back when we were in high school so I did think it was peculiar you know because that doesn't necessarily uh attract a younger audience but you know I thought it was fine like you say it was something they wanted to play a safe move and you know it is what it is everybody was there for the game not for that uh pre-game antics and such yeah I thought it went on a little too long wish it could have been a little shorter little intro but it was cool whatever you know everybody's waiting for the game to start and everything to go on so it was it was all right so, but before we get into the game, which I'm, I want to get into that, but I know we're gonna talk about the anthem. So, Ryan, what's <laughs> oh, your yeah. take on the anthem? So, so who was that? It was Fergie, right? Fergie. Fergie. Okay. All right. So, at first, when she starts singing, I was like, "Oh, this ain't bad. It ain't bad." You know, she kind of doing a jazz rendition of some kind, and then it just started really going off the rails. Like she was trying way too hard. It was like almost that she was doing a parody of herself singing jazz. And you could tell in the players' eyes, they just, 
they didn't know what to do. And after a while, they just couldn't hold it in no more. Draymond's laughing. Steph's laughing. Everybody was laughing. Yeah, I, I had the same reaction. I mean, like, like first of all, when I first heard, when it first came out, I, I didn't know who was going to sing the national anthem. Uh, and then he comes up there, and they say, announce Fergie singing. And I'm, the, my first reaction is, oh, this she can't really sing. So I knew it wasn't going to be great, but I didn't know it was going to be that bad. Uh, although at the, at the in, in real time, I was kind of like, oh, okay, this isn't really, she didn't really hit some of the high notes, and it, it kind of had a weird kind of cadence to it, I guess you want to call it, or whatever like that, but... You know, kind of seeing the reaction afterwards was definitely funny. I don't know. She 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 tried to go for a a, a jazz thing and it, it just didn't work out. But you know, I don't know really. Man, me, I don't really know why you get Fergie to sing it in the first place. But me personally, I didn't mind it. Like I thought it was I thought it was cool. Now I will say that I did not see it live. Like that was something I heard all the hoopla about it. Uh, saw people talking about it on social media. So I went back and I watched it. Uh, this morning, you know, just on YouTube. So part of it may have been that my expectations were just super low because everybody was dogging on it. But when I heard it, I was like, what's wrong with that? Like, it's, it's a little jazz style. Marvin Gaye did the same thing where he switched it up, gave it a little soul funk sound. And that's like one of the most iconic uh, national anthems that we talk about. And so for this with her, like, I didn't mind it at all. Like, I, I thought it was fine. I didn't get what all the uproar was about so yeah it's, it's one of those things that like people told you it was so bad so therefore you would expect it to be really bad and then when it's just kind of bad then it's all right yeah, yeah i just don't yeah, I, maybe i just don't think she has the she's a, a, a you know she's a, a famous singer and you know she's she can definitely sing better than i can that's for sure because uh, i'm terrible but, you know, I don't think she has the talent of a Marvin Gaye to pull off something, you know, where you're trying to switch up. I mean, you know, it's kind of interesting. The the the, the, the American National Anthem is, is, is kind of, if you think about it, it's a really difficult song. Some of the notes and things like that. You know, actually the Canadian National Anthem, which came on right before then, I know you guys definitely did not listen for that. It's just a much easier song to sing for singers. And so the Americans, it takes a certain voice, and she does not have that uh, that extra element. I think. I don't know if they play. Did they play that on the regular? Yeah, they did. It was I right before it was the bare naked ladies. They came yeah. out. Oh, there. okay, okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah, that was there was cool. a there was, was a, there was somebody on Twitter that said uh, there was one guy, a fat guy in the in the bare naked ladies, and they said he was the he was the white Rick Ross. Is what they said. <laughs> Gross. And I like that. Yeah, for some reason I saw the Canadian one, but I didn't see the U.S. one, so I must have went upstairs or something like that. But um, yeah, and this is for another chat, but I'll just say it here right now: they need to change the U.S. national anthem. They need to make it "America the Beautiful" and get rid of the Star Spangled Banner. But that's a conversation for another show. What about lift so every voice? Let's get into the game, though. Let's talk about the game. They changed the format. Uh, they made it to where. LeBron and Steph, you know, picked the teams. Uh, of course, they didn't do it at center court like everybody wanted, but it sounds like they may do it in the future. Um, but they upped the money that the players would get for winning. Uh, they up money that would go to charity as well. So how do you guys think that the change of format impacted the play of the game? I loved it. I, I mean, I you know, I was, if Ryan, you want to jump in, but I loved it. I thought it was a, it was a, a needed change. I mean, this was – I'm not saying this is the greatest All-Star game ever. I'm not saying I'm completely sold on All-Star games going forward, but uh, at least for this year, uh, it actually held my attention for a very long time. It was it was somewhat more entertaining, and I think it's just 
just because they were pretending to play defense, and that's all that really mattered. So, you know, all other things, the money, the the picking teams, I don't know if that really had impact, but at the end of the day, somebody must have said, hey, let's, 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 let's pretend to play a little defense, make this somewhat more competitive, and I think that really just helped, you know, the, the optics of the game. And so it held my attention the whole way through, which I, I honestly cannot remember the last All-Star game that did, did that. It must have been probably back in the, you know, mid-Kobe Shaq era. That would be the last All-Star game I watched all the way through, like like this one last night. So, so from that standpoint, I, I loved it. What about you guys? Man, I'm going to tell you this. I have not watched an actual All-Star game since uh, Kobe tore his Achilles. <laughs> like, at least – because I was just like, I don't have any reason to watch. They're not trying hard. Uh, Kobe would go hard at people, so they would in turn then have to play hard a little bit or they was going to get embarrassed. But uh, I kind of gave up on it, man. I would just watch the dunk contest and and uh, do something else on Sundays because it was just getting ridiculous. And it was basically trash basketball. I can't watch that. I'd rather watch some little kids hooping in the driveway, to be honest. But yeah. this time... Uh, if you watch that uh, riding with uh, Kerry Champion with LeBron and KD, they both talked about how they were both going to say that everybody was going to up their games. And KD mentioned that if we the best two players in the league, then uh, everybody should follow their lead. So I'm glad they did that. And they went out and said they were going to play hard. I think James Harden might have got a steal like right off the jump. I'm not sure who got that steal. But there was a steal right off the bat, not a dunk a wide open run from the three point line and just dunk it with nobody touching them. So I knew right then and there that they were going to play some ball. And that's why I was like, let's not record the podcast. I'm going to watch this all-star game. Yeah. And, and I've kind of been the same where I really haven't been watching the all-star games. I would usually watch a little bit. Like I might watch a quarter or I might watch 10 or 15 minutes just, just to get a taste. But because it wasn't competitive, I never really, uh, or at least in the past five, six years, I haven't really uh, watched it that intently. But I enjoyed this one. Like, it was good. Like you said, people were trying hard, and Bead had some nice blocks. There were a lot of foul calls, people going to the line. You could see the guys hustling. I thought it was really like the perfect mixture of playing hard and still, like, doing those spectacular plays that we want to see all-stars do. Yeah, you yeah. know, like when uh, – mm-hmm. who was that, LeBron – Hit the little bounce alley oop where he bounced it off the floor, yeah. and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, AD caught it, and it was just a lot of nice little plays like that where you still get some nice dunks, some nice alley oops, um, you know, some long range three pointers, but at the same time you get guys competing, and that can't be exemplified more than the final play of the game, which was a terrible offensive play by Team Steph. It was just everybody standing <sighs> right where they were. We'll talk about that. But they just trapped and triple teamed down on him. And uh, you saw those guys really wanted to win. So I thought that was definitely a, a win for the league. Man, uh, that really – it irked me because I think it's it's one of those things that I have a problem with the uh, uh, Toronto Raptors players. So Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan are so scary. Every single year, if LeBron is across the court from them, they act like they don't know how to play basketball, man. We understand how great LeBron is. That's fine. We understand he might block your shot. That's fine. We understand he's faster, stronger, bigger than you. But come on, man. You didn't forget how to play basketball when LeBron stepped on the court. And that's what happened in the last few seconds. DeMar DeRozan goes in, has a shot. This dude decides – 
oh, I'm gonna pass it. You ain't never passed in your life. This dude <laughs> oh, yeah, that just was like three pass. assists, what man. What is he doing? And it's just it's just what irks me about the Eastern Conference and the Toronto Raptors, who I feel should be a lot better of a team than they are. Yeah, that that particular pass you're talking about was terrible. I know exactly which one where he I think Steph was uh he ended up hitting him out on that left baseline and that yeah, that was stupid. Um but any Paul, do you have anything else uh just about the game itself before we talk about no, I mean no, the game was fun, you know. I think uh you know, interesting also was uh, I don't know if you heard, heard Jimmy Butler did not play a single minute and he basically Yeah, I noticed him. that. He did he did not play a single minute. So they were wondering if it's either was it is it Tibbs playing them too many minutes and they're wore out, or is it that he was partying too hard in LA for All Star Weekend? Tibbs it could be a Tibbs little bit is playing Tibbs is playing him forty seven minutes a game, man. He leading the league in, in minutes. <laughs> you got you can't play for him, man. If I was him when I'm a free agent, I got to go. Well, I thought they said Jimmy Buckets was sick, you know, and I sick didn't know if that was. <laughs> His knees were sick. I didn't know if that if that was because he went out and partied like Paul said, or if he just, you know, his nasty flu was going around. So, who knows? You know, he was out there, but he—I guess—he told the coach. He said, "He said I'm cool if you don't play me none." And so they—they they didn't play him none, <laughs> which was interesting. You know, right. he is—he is—he is a superstar, and so he did not play a single minute. But hey, if if you're not if you're not ready to give it your all, you, you might get injured out there. And those guys were actually—I mean, yeah—I mean they weren't going super hard at each other, but it—it it was competitive. They were fouling stuff like that. So still get that hundred thousand. That's just rest. But he's still gonna get paid regardless. So, yep. and I'm sure he—you know—as long as he was cool with it, as long as he was the one who said, hey, don't play me or, you know, I'm not feeling good. I don't mind if you don't play me or whatever. Like, I got no problem with it. You want to sit at an all-star game? Sit. Yeah. yeah. So, with, so we had uh, yeah, go ahead, so it was a few minutes left in the game. Uh, I remember saying on the group chat, who's going to get the MVP? Because Steph's team, nobody was really outshining anybody. I thought it was a pretty uh, even effort. And I was like, maybe they can give it to Giannis. Because his stat line looked like it might be the one that that looked better than everybody else's, but it was everybody was pretty mediocre. It was a, it was a good team team game though. Um, yeah. And then they go on a run. Got MVP. LeBron. They go on a run, and uh, you know LeBron was already looking at twenty some points, ten boards, and six assists uh, when I said that. And then I don't know what he finished the game at, but uh, you know he kind of took over. He hit a big three. So, you know, we knew it was going to be LeBron at that point anyway if they won the game. I just didn't think they could pull off a 10-point swing like they did. Yeah, him and Anthony Davis, that was that was fun to watch. They were they were pretty – pretty. that was pretty fun. But, you know, it's amazing what LeBron's doing, man, at his age and 14 All-Star games and just the level of performance he's doing. In a, and this was a competitive All-Star game. I mean, he is – he is he's otherworldly. He is he, whatever Kobe did to his to, uh, over in Germany. I think LeBron's getting that done every single week. That's it's got to be something going yeah, on. Yeah, squirt, squirt. My man, <laughs> my dude, well, conspiracy brother is here. That dude is dope. I don't care what nobody say. He got the top. <laughs> he has the top drugs in the country, mic. man. But that dude is dope. That boy is a hater. Shout out to LeBron. He that cold, but it should it should be coming down by now. This dude is still touching his that head boy is on the such, rim. You're such a Kobe stand. No, it has bro, nothing that to you do just with it. Can't stand to see LeBron shine. Did you see Kobe's decline? Kobe was declining. He couldn't jump no more. Although he was still giving cats the business, LeBron is still hitting his head on the rim. Yeah, LeBron. I mean, exactly. he's just—he's a genetic um, freak, man. He's just—he's—he's—he's 
I mean, yeah, his, his body just shows no signs of slowing down, at least right now. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's going to catch up to him here soon, but, man, never just the way been he's hurt. playing. Never, never been, been hurt. hurt. Never been hurt, seriously. Never. Dude ain't never yeah, sprained his ankle and missed a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's he's, crazy. He's, he's done that. He's done. ankle a couple times with his uh, real LeBron 15s. Nothing serious. Nothing but, serious. but, I mean, the dude's, dude's an athletic freak, man. He's a freaking nature. I've never seen him so, rather on the ground in pain, yeah, I think I think I mean it's man. It, Lebron has has rides on the ground with a cramp, bro. That's LeBron, different. That's he did like little him. minor injuries. He rides. Oh, so his his you know, muscles were too that. big, and that's why he cramped up. Man. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it's the new training, the new training stuff, man. You see, you see the, some of the stuff that he does, and you know, I mean, there's there's a whole science to it, that, you know. That man, honestly, they didn't have in sports, you know, 10, 15 years ago. It's a lot of, you know, flexibility, stretching, things like that. I mean, I'm not saying it's 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 the sole cause of all this. I mean, there's a lot of luck and who who knows whatever else is going into his body. I, you know, I, I'm sure he's clean, but, you know, just... That boy got a cryo chamber in the crib. Exactly, right? yeah. I mean, it, it's a lot of training type stuff. This You know, it's stuff Tom Brady's talking about, all mm, this flexibility stuff, plyometrics. It's all, it's, all, it's all built in, man. But anyway. Well, and, and here's my question about that Ryan so you just outwardly hating on LeBron and I will say that I have had my time where I've done a little LeBron hating when he first left the Cavaliers to the Miami Heat Um, but I finally had to overcome my LeBron hate like I was a huge LeBron fan and I was a big LeBron hater now I'm back to being a LeBron fan and the reason is because he stands up so strong and social justice issues, oh, yeah. you know. And so this week before the All-Star game, you had this thing with Laura Ingram from Fox News where, you know, LeBron and Katie, they were talking about just social injustice and, you know, the need to speak out and things like that. And she came on Fox News and told them to shut up and just dribble a basketball, basically. Uh, so what do you guys think just about that story and um, the reaction to it? Man, I think it's pretty funny because she said basically she wouldn't want to take her political advice from somebody that gets paid $100 million a year to dribble a basketball. Now, LeBron don't make that much. But at the same time, why should we then take our political advice for somebody that gets paid that's probably the same as LeBron a year and you have no qualifications of nothing? You're just a person talking, just like everybody else. You're just giving an opinion. But it's funny that uh, whenever black people got something to say, like it's, it's some kind of way you gotta gotta tear them down. What he's saying is not uh, uh, not merit based. I mean, he's 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 educated on his own. Maybe he didn't go past high school, which she made sure she said that. Um, no, she said he didn't finish high school. Right, she said he left early. Which was a damn lie. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Paul. I mean, my, my, you know, this is my. I, I think everybody's. Kind of got the same opinion. At least all of us have the same opinion on this. My, my thing is, I mean, you you know, whatever she's gonna say, it's she she you know, LeBron is LeBron. LeBron is a is is a brand unto himself. He is arguably one of the two greatest NBA players of all time. You know, arguably, definitely one of the greatest athletes of our generation. I mean, you can he's definitely in that Kobe, Jordan, whoever else you want to talk about. My thing is, you know, why even give this lady airtime and 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 bring the, make the story even longer? Because all you know, it's not going to change anybody. Nobody's listening to her is going to be changed by Le- anything Le- LeBron articulates. Right. You know, so you're talking about a person that has you know, you know, hundreds of millions of followers and is worth billions of dollars, 
and versus a lady that's on Fox News at like at nobody knows what time and it's probably fought, watched by a couple million people and she's hard you know very very small sliver so why give her any you just giving just having her name out there just giving more credibility to these these crazy stories and just fuels other people to to come out LeBron or other people that have that I mean these there's people out there are going to have their opinion thinking athletes or whoever else shouldn't shouldn't say anything that they don't agree and it's really based on if they don't agree with that person I mean, what are we talking about? We're talking about a you know an athlete can't say anything about a, a reality TV show president that's that's famous from having reality shows. I mean, so we're, but we can say that a reality TV show president can have all the opinions in the world, and we have to take those as gospel. I mean, it's just, <laughs> right? It's just kind of crazy. So, you know, I, you know, of course, I, I you know, I, I think these guys. I think it's great that I think more so the point is that you know, it's I think it's great in this generation that there are athletes that are willing to speak out on issues and not necessarily that say that you know we all should agree or disagree i mean there's going to be guys that we don't agree disagree don't agree with all the time and they should have a voice you know but it's a different from when you know us three were growing up i mean like michael jordan you know of course he famously said you know republicans buy shoes too and there was none of this kind of discussion there were none of these people that were you know leading any kind of change or anything like that i mean that's it was all very sanitized and hey you know don't mess up this money we got to get this paper and that was really it. So just stay quiet. And you know that's that's really changed in the last you know five or six years. And the NBA really seems to be at the forefront of this. So you know I think that's really interesting, and that, that gives me hope for the future. Uh, because you know certainly we never had that when we were growing up. You never heard athletes say take a stand on anything. It was just hey be quiet and just play sports and 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 basically do what Laura Ingram wa- wants wants them to do. Just play and shut up. And so I kind of like that they're speaking out a little bit. Not saying that I'm always going to agree with them every single time, but. Anyway, that's that's my take on it. Definitely. Well, here I'm. I'm gonna play the the routine Paul position here, and I'm asked a question about. So, Ingram had this book called "Shut Up and Sing" uh, back in 2003, and so since she made that book or whatever, like I guess it's her usual stick to where she tells people, you know, to shut up and whatever. So if she's talking to an actress who's speaking out in political, she's gonna say shut up and act. If she's talking to, you know, a race car driver, she's going to say shut up and race. So is everybody blowing this out of proportion um, because she told him to shut up and dribble? Or why is that different from when she told this comedian just shut up and tell jokes? I don't think it's blown out of proportion because uh, technically you're talking about LeBron. It was probably... Uh, is he the most famous person in the world right now? Maybe. I think oh. we're gonna. Have to, unfortunately, I think we're gonna go with Trump as the most famous person in the world. I think we're. Gonna I, I'm pretty. Sure, I think LeBron's probably up there, though. I mean, he's even, definitely up there. Yeah. So if you're on par with the president of the United States, you know that you're gonna get clicks or whatever once you say his name, and that's basically what that's about. And it's the typical uh, right wing uh, politics where you just tell the other side to shut up and you don't listen. Yeah, my personal my, my personal thought on this is that you know this is this this is where I I've been hanging out with Ryan too long over the years so it's my conspiracy mindset but you know think about it okay this story you know Laura Ingram says this stuff last what Thursday Friday afternoon evening you know maybe a million people watch that show two million people watch that show on Fox News a very small sliver of the segment okay what happened after that there were no NBA games on until you know whatever Sunday nothing nothing good the all the, the dunk contest and whatnot like that. I personally, my conspiracy mind is that this is all fueled by the media making this a story because she happened to say it right before the NBA went dead with no games. And so now we need an NBA story to write about. All these NBA writers are down there in, in Los Angeles. 
They got nothing. Nobody cares about the celebrity game. Not many people care about the skills competition or the three-point contest or the dunk contest anymore. So what are we going to write about for the next four or five days while we're down here justifying you know, why we're on expense accounts? Well, hey, well, let's write about this Laura Ingram story and make that a controversy. And I, I personally mm-hmm. think that's where it came from. I mean, it just came. It's just like, okay, who cares, who cares what this crap? There, there's somebody saying something on some right-wing right-wing uh, uh, podcast right now about LeBron James or Kevin Durant or whatever else, too. And that's not picking up any traction. I think this just caught because you got you got video of it, and you know, and there was a dead period. So that's that's my take on it. I don't think so. Like for me, I believe that there are certain circumstances or cert- certain situations, you know, where you just can't say the same thing to everybody. Yeah. You know, for an example, if you got two women who have known each other, or, or let's say you got two sisters and. You know, they done been through it. They done, they done been sisters for whatever, 20, 30 years. One sister can call the other one the B word, <laughs> and they cool with it because they know it's all love, you know. But people say that, and they joke, and they say, oh, you, you know, yada, yada. And, like, it's all good. Or I can call Ryan the N-word, and that's my partner. We we good with it. But if somebody from the outside I comes and call calls Ryan us the N-word, that, I cannot do that. Right, right. For the record, Paul has That's, never called anyone the N-word that I know about. I appreciate that. <laughs> right. And so I think that's the difference to where even though she's going and telling these other people to shut up and do whatever, like when it comes to black people, because that is something that has happened historically to us, people tell us, shut up, we don't want to hear what you're saying, just, just work, shut up and work, shut up and dance, shut up and play, or whatever, like, it's not the same. Like you have, you can't just say that um, to black people. So I think that's that's what it is. I think she was out of bounds. I think it was a ratings ploy. Like she knew the All Star game was coming up. Yeah, definitely. She knew LeBron James, and so you know she wanted to, to race bait and she wanted to get some ratings. And so uh, that's what it was. And the fact that and the Kerry Champion you know, thing had uh, recently came out. So yeah, yeah, Kerry Champion. Good it was Black time. Panther weekend, yeah. Black History Month. You know, so it was a perfect time did, for did you guys, her to come in and, and did, do that. Did you guys see the tweets by uh, Chris Long, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, defensive end, son of Howie Long? You know, of course he's kind of been a noted. Uh, used to be around. We know who he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Chris Long has a lifetime invitation to the barbecue. To the cookout. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm still Absolutely. looking for that lifetime invitation myself, but uh, nah, you might get a one-off here and there, but not the full thing. I know, I know, I, I need, not yet. I need to not step yet. my game up. But I, I liked his little tweets because he was basically uh, tweeting at Laura Ingram, you know, and he was talking about, oh, so, so LeBron's got to shut up, but you know, you, right. you can have people on there. And so he he fired off a list of like all the different people, all the different photos. They had like Angelina Jolie's dad on there and, <laughs> and all these other crazy. Yeah. I mean, so they were like, you know, oh, so yeah, the, that thread was dope. Yeah, do, yeah, that thread was great. Thread so was it made me made my day. But it was just, you know, yeah, you just see the hypocrisy as long as you know it's it's all partisan stuff. So anyway, we don't. I don't want to spend and, too much time talking about politics. Yeah, let let me say one last thing on this one. What I think when I hear this is like people say you you shouldn't talk politics if you're an athlete, actor, whatever. And it's like, but politics affects everybody. So whether I'm a construction worker, a plumber, an actor, a dentist, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever, these decisions that are being made by politicians affect me. So why in God's name would anybody say, no, you shouldn't talk about politics? Like it directly affects us. So. I don't know. I, I just always hate that idea anyway. But I agree. Yeah, let, let's move on to the next topic. Ryan, go ahead and lead us there, man. All right. So here we go. 
Uh, as y'all know, this was an uh, opening Drum weekend roll. for Black Panther. Yeah. yeah. Drumwall, bro. Was it? It was. Some kind of I way. <laughs> yeah, I found out. Man, I was... I got the, the 32 picture rolls of people taking pictures at the theaters. And, uh, man, it was crazy out there. And uh, then I got a, a picture from uh, Phenom himself. Yes, My sir. boy had on the, 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 the dashiki and a crown. <laughs> Tilted to the Tilted side. To the side. Tilted I like to that. I had a cock to the side. <laughs> yeah, cock to the side. How was your experience at the uh, at the show? Man, it was it was wonderful. Um, you know, yeah, I definitely wanted to try to to go all out. You know, I had the dashiki on. I had the crown. I had, you know, I got a um, African necklace. Um, from some people at work Chest and so that had a bracelet on. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> and um, you know, it was good to see other other people out there out like that. You know, other people out there dressed up, other people were there excited, you know, had people coming up to me giving me dap, giving me, you know, handshakes what? and whatever. <laughs> and especially in St. Louis, you don't really see that a nah. lot between black people. Like unless you know somebody like black people yeah. will walk past each other. Yeah. Like, not, crazy. Don't work so just time. to Right. So to see that love out there and uh, just just all the black folks and there was white folks in the movie theater, too, and just everybody there. And it was it was crazy because neither one of y'all seen it yet. Right. Nope. No, nope. not yet. Don't want to, though. Which y'all both on probation for that <laughs> reason. But uh, <laughs> but just, you know, even though it was a packed movie theater and I mean, they had showings all day. So all the movies were packed. But it wasn't loud. It wasn't rowdy. Like it was, everybody was just so taken in by the movie. What's the craziest thing you saw in the crowd, in the audience? I didn't really see anything crazy. I mean, it wasn't like people were just, just being fools. It's just people, you know, a lot of people had their dashikis on or had, you know, just different African attire on. Was anybody Um, dressed like uh, Coming to America? For some reason, people (laughs) thought Coming to America was Black (laughs) Panther. Not at the theater that I went to, but I have seen plenty of those pictures, so I know you know yeah, the king, people the, out there like that. The king like we just trying to outfit. right, <laughs> yeah. We just see that as an opportunity to do anything African, so African or Caribbean, even you know everybody was just out there. But I, you know, I support it, man. I'm like people get out there for Star Wars, for Star Trek, oh, yeah. you know, for Harry Potter, for all these movies. Uh, so I hate when I see, you know, especially black folks on social media, like, why are we dressing up? Why are we? The-? Man, let us be excited. Let us be excited. Nice and it was a good. Time. Yeah. And it was a good, good movie. You know what I'm saying? I won't go into details, especially y'all haven't seen it. Some of the listeners might not have seen it yet. Um, but I just thought it was a good all around movie. Had a good plot, good action, good actors. Um, so everything, so I, everything they've been hyping up, it. it's true, huh? Yeah, I think I think it's worth it. I didn't come out like this is the greatest movie I've ever seen, but I came thinking like this was a really good movie. Like just the depth of the story, like it was just a really good movie. So, did you watch any of the other Marvel movies? Like, what was the last one you saw? I think the last one I saw. Because you don't really talk about it, so I don't think you watch them. So I don't really know how to judge. I, I haven't seen all of them. I saw the um, what was the last one with all of them where the they Avengers? introduced Black Panther. Uh, probably uh, uh, yeah. Well, no, it'll be uh, yeah. Civil War, Captain America. Yeah, Civil War. Yeah, Civil War. That's the last one I saw. Our Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I've probably seen. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. I haven't seen all of them, but you know, it does make me kind of want to go back and start to watch the ones that I miss now. So 
I'm up on the characters, so when I'm going and watching the new ones, you know, I'll I'll, I'll be all caught up. Yeah, definitely peep uh, Civil War, uh, which is on Netflix now. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, That's Black the one Panther. I saw. That's the last one okay, I saw. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that was good. All right, well, then, so you, you're trying to tell me that there were no white women that were beaten or uh, abused at the theaters you were at? Because for some reason, the trolls were saying that uh, that white women were being beat up at the uh, at the Black Panther premieres. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I yeah, that just that just happened all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Like when I went, I got my popcorn, and you know, white Punch women had me to punch. I just smacked okay. her. Yeah, I, I just smacked her. And the police officer was looking, but it was a black officer, and he saw me in my dashiki, so he was like, "Yo, you know, he, he good, gave me the head nod. He gave me the head nod, and I was good. It's like Black Panther Day." Uh, no, there there was none of that, you know, and and. It's just crazy that the world has come to that where you got people trying to take down the scores because it's Black Panther. You got people making up, you know, stories about white people getting beat up. You know, it's just silly. This is a crazy world. Behold now, Ish, Ish, tell the truth now. Were there, were, there, were there any white people sitting near you in the theater? Trying to think, I was. And so... if so, did you did you did you stare at them oh. when something went down in the movie? Did you look at them and like, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, you lucky? You don't no. you don't get you look. I'll take my belt off right now. Beat your ass. No, the, there was there was a white man who was sitting. Uh, my wife was on my right side, and there was a white man who was on her right. So he was just one seat removed from me. You know, was there by himself, and uh, no, nah, I didn't even, didn't even think about it. The movie was so good, so engaging i didn't even think about it like the only thing i thought about other than the movie while i was in there is when i first sat down i wondered i'm like is my crown blocking the people behind <laughs> oh that's a good point and so very good God. point but you was at a black kind of you was at a black back. movie so everybody was used to being distracted <laughs> yeah but and it, it was the, the people behind me were asian i believe oh, so i was like i was up. looking and i'm like i don't want to block the view so but then the way the seats are i'm like nah there's enough so i had it on and then I took it off after a while, and then I put it back on. It was like a, a proud moment where something good happened. I was like, oh, I got to put the crown back on. And so I put it back on, and then I took it off. So it was, it was on and off throughout the movie. But, no, nah, man, it was, uh, it was just a good movie. Like I said, it was no loud people. It was no distractions. Everybody just enjoyed the movie. So you mean, so was everybody pulling chicken out their bags? <laughs> that was also Popeyes. something that I saw was going to be happening. Everybody was going to be pulling Popeyes. Out their bag with the you know the special salt, uh, seasoning and all that kind of stuff. Where did you see any problems like that? I did not see it, although you know I've been known to have a few items <laughs> yeah, Ish, in a movie theater, which I didn't this time. So we know Ish is cheap, so you know he snuck a bunch of candy in his wife's purse and rung it. No, actually, my wife is usually the one that uh, that yeah, she undercover, y'all. She undercover. But uh, but no, I, I didn't notice it. If it happened, I didn't notice. But there's so many people out there. I mean, this movie made two hundred and whatever twenty million, two hundred seventeen million opening weekend, something like that. So I'm sure that the theaters made their concession money. Like they got nothing to complain about. Good, good. Yeah, because uh, supposedly the the movie broke. Uh, uh, well, it didn't break a record, but two hundred thirty five million in its debut, which is double that of the Justice League movie. Yeah, they Which, said fifth highest all time. Fifth highest all wow. time. Yeah, so yeah, highest for a black director, highest for nice. um, yeah, all kinds of. It, it was the highest for yeah, a bunch of different stuff. But so I don't I don't know what DC is doing right now, but they are losing because they yeah, taking I, taking C and D list characters like Black Panther, who I'm a huge comic book person, and I don't even 
know nothing about them really outside of the movies and again made another hit same way they did with Iron Man so that's real cool yeah well Ish when I do go see it I'm gonna need to borrow that dashiki so I can uh, I can uh, look like Dirk when he went to that wedding so I, need, <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need I need to borrow that dashiki for a while I got you <laughs> I got you fam alright yeah I, only thing I'll say about Black Panther is uh, you know, I'm really interested to see what the, the, the dude Ryan Coogler does next man I mean he is, he is he's, he's on fire man he, he, you know Fruitvale Station that was kind of a, a dramatic movie but very good if you haven't seen that definitely check it out uh of course, Creed, which I watched and I liked. I'm not saying it was the greatest, but it was a good reboot. Ryan is not. Yes, you watched Creed, yet. didn't you? You into boxing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I like Creed. Creed was good. And they got a and they got a Creed two coming out here soon, and it's supposed to have uh, you know the Russian the Russian dude's uh, son, and it's going to be Creed versus that dude. So that's going to be a gr- I think that's going to be interesting. That's my favorite Rocky of all time. I think that's everybody's favorite favorite Rocky personally. And so you know, I really want to see what he does next as far as an original script. You know, if he if he's got one in him. Because right now it just seems like dude can't do anything wrong from the movies, so so really looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, very very smart move by um, Marvel getting him in there and, and putting out another another blockbuster. So uh, another smart move we have here is a, a young uh, uh, black teen in the United Kingdom recently uh, did an IQ test, and they said he tested at a 162, which is higher than both Einstein and Bill Gates. So uh, I thought that was uh, super cool. I'm always now trying to find some uh, some good uh, stories to tell, you know, about black people. And uh, I got a curious uh, Facebook response <laughs> to that. So uh, I do want to read that to you Hold on. I mean, set the stage about, like, who the who, – who the... I mean, not, don't get. I'm, I'm not gonna say names. I'm gonna try to protect the innocent. Yeah, but but generalities, generalities, generalities. Uh, it's, it's you might you might know him maybe better than me. What would be your description? Well, I mean, my description, especially there's a guy that we went to high school. But I said this, with, your, your and, school uh, was all black, though, right? The school was all black, right? No, no, no school okay. wasn't all black. No, school was mixed. It was a mixed. I think it was school, probably a good half and, and half. half. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When we got there, it was probably 60-40 white to black, and by the time we left, it was 60-40 black to white. Um, but, you know, the guy was cool in high school, cool, you know. Yeah. But um, just lately, just looking on Facebook, he's he's a white guy, and he is one of those guys that plays the white victimhood card, like where he feels like being white is putting him at a disadvantage because <laughs> – you know, things like affirmative action or people, you know, if you got scholarships that are only for black people, black students, you know, he well, why why you got to have your own scholarship? So he's one that just always takes that victimhood role. So when Ryan sent this, uh, the screenshot of what he sent, I wasn't surprised once I saw who it was. But, uh, yeah, that's that's all we need to know about him. Ryan, go ahead and, and share what he told you. <sighs> I cannot describe how much this dude irks me on a regular basis because this happens a lot. Er- he does it with other things, too, you know, some religious things yeah. that we post. So he'll tag myself and another uh, minister friend of ours. But uh, And that's cool. I don't mind having a debate. And uh, but this time he said, uh, he said, and I quote, that's great news. There are some smart kids out there. Great, good for him. I hope he cures cancer. <laughs> but why is it special to add black to the headline? He said, "Do you do you see news stories being headlined white guy or Asian guy being smart?" <sighs> then he goes on to say, uh, or how talking about how amazing they are. He said, "Yada yada yada." 
said, no, you don't. But if you do, send it to me. I think these stories actually work in reverse for minorities. And it should not be amazing to make a smart kid a news story. It should be just the normal thing expected. Which, he tried to clean it up there. So I don't mind. But uh, I, I, I don't know, man. It's, yeah. I mean, this, 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 let, me, let me just jump in here. This is why I, I am not on social media. I do, I, I'm sick of social media. I dropped off Facebook a year or two ago, and I'm happy for it. With all that said, follow the podcast. <laughs> on, <Twitter> <laughs> on Facebook but, at the Black Diligence Podcast. <laughs> but if you're looking for me, I'm not out there. I, I, I've got a Twitter. I'm not going to tell you the handle, and but I don't. I don't write anything. I don't. I don't ex- express any thoughts, and I definitely don't want to follow nobody and hear their dumbass thoughts. The people I want to, the people I do want to hear from, I'm out there, but I am not on none of that stuff, and I ain't trying to hear none of these dumbass comments. <laughs> so leave me the hell alone. <laughs> no friend requests from me. Man, ultimately, Hilarious. my response to him was because we need this type of this type of news out there, some positive stories about black people. Exactly. Because every single time there's a black story, for the most part, it's a negative story. It's about some uh, some or kid my, that robbed a store. Story, yeah, just any minority story. Yeah, not just yeah. Uh, just black people, brown people too, Mexicans, yeah. whatever. If you're if you're not white, there's generally not many feel good stories about you. Especially here in St. Louis, apparently everybody that commits a crime in St. Louis is black. Uh, uh, nobody, because right. if they if they aren't black, they don't get their picture put on TV. So that's how you could tell when there's a white offender of a crime. And I just want to put positive news stories out there about people that look like me. And what's wrong with that? Where you have to make a comment about? It. Yeah. Right. And and what this is a case of is just what I consider majority mindset. You know what I'm saying? So because he's white, because he has that privilege, you know, and some white people get offended when you say white privilege, they say, no, I don't have a privilege. You know, I grew up poor. I grew up, you know, my mother didn't have nothing. My parents didn't have anything. Pretty sure that's what but he told they me. don't understand that you still have privileges. Even if you come from a broke household, you still have privileges with being white. And one of those things is you can turn on the news. You can see positive stories about white kids, white adults, white men, white women, whatever, all the time. You know, you can turn on a sitcom and you see a bunch of white people that look like you all the time. That's not the case with black people, you know, and and my nephew's gotten a bunch of publicity in the past year just going crazy, just flown all around the country by different people because he started a book club for African-American kids. And it's like... Shout that out. On the surface, you might... Yeah, books and bros, books and bros. Yeah. And um, nice. on the surface of it, it's like, okay, he started a book club. Like, what's the big deal? There's a lot of book clubs. But when you get down underneath the surface, you're like, there's not a lot of book clubs for black kids. You know, in his book club, they read books by black authors and they got illustrations of black boys. So not to get off on that tangent for him, but it's just like. Right, because he, he said he that. wasn't seeing any black people in the books he was reading, right? Right, right. And so for and that's a kid the person that, who so he wrote noticed. you, right, the person that wrote you this message, you know, he sees those images every day. So he doesn't understand why there's a need. He's like, why do you why do you have to say is it's black? You know what I'm saying? Because in his mind, we should be living in this post-racial society, but we're not. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I you know, from the brown perspective, I'm I, I, on a slight level, I understand where he's coming from, but the, the point is what you guys are saying, and we're not there yet. You know, there's just not enough positive role models, enough positive 
media stories about minorities out there. And so, yeah, whenever there's good stories, you know, people, you know, black people are, or whoever is gonna, that's that of that group are probably going to say, hey, you know, champion that story and you know want to push it out there. So that I mean, you know, hey, just be happy for the for the kid. The kid's not doing anything wrong. He's got a good IQ. He's got he's made in the papers. Hopefully, he does become very successful one day. I hope he and does be, cure and, cancer. And be, he yeah, and, that and be fun. happy that and, and be happy that <laughs> other people are happy for him. And that's you know that's that's what we want. We want a, a community that that you know takes these kids and and pushes them to you know be the best they can be. And that's all we can hope for for the future. And yeah, that's it's just it's it's just one of those things people just don't understand and they want to. They want to talk too much, and that's my problem with social media. People, people have too many instant reactions, too much trolling out there, too much just want to say something to get a rise out. And this kind of goes back to the Laura Ingram and all the LeBron stuff too. It's just, it's just too much in the society. So every now and then, it's good to just, just shut it all down and, and, and get away from all that stuff because there is a lot of negativity out there online. Hey, if it was just social media, I'd be okay with it, but it's not. People on social media are saying their real thoughts, and that's the difference now is that we can see see their thoughts. Every day we get the uh, 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 bird's eye view of what's going on with how everybody thinks. When we didn't have that before, you could hide in the in the line at the uh, checkout stand and smile and nod and all that kind of stuff. But now, you know, behind the veil of your computer, you can really say what you really feel. And we're starting make, to see what people by really making feel. your own podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, you <laughs> yeah. can do that too. I mean, I, yeah. I had to. I, I made a black delegates podcast so I can get a black people's perspective on things. That's all. That's all I wanted. I mean, it's not uh, too many of us out there. There's quite a few, and I, I listen to all of them probably, I think. But, uh, you know, it's just we're trying to start somewhere just like uh, they started somewhere. And when we own everything, then we won't have to have Black History Month anymore. Yeah, and one thing, you know, and I was trying to sit here and find which newspaper that this was out of. I couldn't find it immediately. But it was on Ricky Smiley. There was a... The IQ. Oh, you got that? Yeah, so it was a Ricky Smiley okay. article. Um, oh, no. No, well, I'm talking about the, um, I'm actually talking about this, the, you know, that school shooter, uh, the Cruz guy oh. that came out and, you know, shot, killed 17 people at the school. Um, and there was a newspaper, I forget, I don't know which one, that, if I figure it out before the podcast over, I'll, I'll say it, or we'll link it in the show notes. But there's a headline of a newspaper, I want to say it's in Chicago, and they had a big picture of a black man who I guess had murdered somebody or shot somebody or something. Um, and he had a big, huge picture of his face. Wow. And then on the side, they had this little picture of the police arresting uh, Cruz. Was it Nicholas Cruz? And it said, like, you know, Cruz kills seven or so trouble you know, high school student kill yeah trouble yeah trouble teen kills seventeen on the on the right rail and then the big huge picture on the front was this black man who you know shot or did something to somebody now both of those are terrible crimes but you're telling me that this person who was violent against one person deserves this big center uh, placement on the paper and this person that killed seventeen children yeah. You just gonna put a little small picture on the right, and that's something that happens all the time in America. Um, you know, black men especially are just looked at as villains and animals and these big scary people. Right. Whereas you got this this white dude that shot up this whole school and people immediately, oh, you know, it's mental health. We we have to get his mental health taken care of. Well, actually, at first they said. 
you know, oh, well, he must be he must be Mexican. His last name is Cruz, so, oh, he, he came across the border. And when they found mm. out, no, he's white. You know, adopted. he was adopted. Yeah, adopted. That's yeah. how he got that. Yeah. That's how he got that name. Yeah, the Brown delegation does not claim him. I just want to put that out there for the record. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> we are not claiming him. We are we disavow all knowledge of this dude. <laughs> but that is the reason why you need these positive black stories, and you have to say black, really, because black people. That's the only way that we're gonna find it. You know, because we're not in the news so much that if you right. if you don't put black on there, we're not looking. I have to. I have to type in black podcast. To find a black podcast, I can't just put in the topic because right. more than likely I will, won't get any black people. We way at the bottom, right? But you know, that's the same. That's the same reason why Black Panther blew up and did you know all this two hundred thirty whatever million. A big part of that is because every black person is going out and seeing it. Yeah. Like the 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 white comic book fans are going to go out and see it anyway because it's a good comic book movies. But the black folks are showing out. We don't show out like that for movies, but it's a positive movie. Wait wait a minute. It's a positive movie. We are not a slave. We are not a drug dealer. We are not hard on our luck. We are not jobless. We are kings and queens. Right. We're not beating a woman. We're not a rapper. We're not a singer or artist or a basketball player. Not being saved man, by I, white I got guy. bars, man. Be- I, I do have bars, though. <laughs> have oh, we bars. all got this bars. This is in our blood. <laughs> Except for the Migos. But, um... Shots fired. But, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just tired of, in general, just being uh, treated in the streets as if we are these uh, big, scary uh, Jason Voorhees and Freddie. We gotta, you know, if anything goes wrong, we get shot... 18 times they didn't shoot uh jason that many times they shoot one time and they're done and they just run but if it's us we got to get shot eight to ten times and it's ridiculous and then when we try to defend ourselves or say it was excessive you know we told by other people that we you know on a, a different side of the aisle that we need to shut up and sit down we don't have to shut up and sit down it's time for us we need to stand up and be and be uh be heard and that's all we want Facts. You can't uh can't can't say it too much better than that, man. I almost went on a Malcolm X rant. I had to stop myself. <laughs> like, free at last. No, that's uh, Martin Luther King, but free at last, free at last. <laughs> but I guess that's uh that might be it for tonight. We ended on a yeah, rant. I think. Yeah. <laughs> We got some stuff we can save for next time. We, but yeah, we had. I mean, we didn't even talk about the all halftime show at the All Star Game. I forgot oh, about that man! Let's talk about the halftime show. Talk about the halftime show, so we can end on something good. Happy. All right. Okay. okay. So we had we had NERD at the end of the All Star. Uh, NERD well, and Migos. I don't know, halftime. Nerd. Yeah, we had nerd. It's NERD, right? You got to say it like that. So. No, you don't. You just say nerd. Yeah, just say nerd. My bad, y'all. I'm pretty sure there are periods in between there, but okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, Pharrell was doing a halftime show. I thought there was an Asian dude in Nerd, but uh, I never see him, so I'm not really sure how that works. I don't really follow his music like that. I hear what's on the radio, and I like his his beats, um, but you know, I don't listen to his albums really. But that halftime show was lit. I enjoyed it. It was all over the place, man. They was dancing from here to there. They was going harder than the Laker girls were when the players were announced. They need to switch those uh, girls out, and they need to put them in the, with the Laker girls because uh, 
they was getting it in. Definitely, definitely. I loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, we can talk about the Migos portion of it later. But <laughs> I thought the nerd was actually bringing it. I mean, I, the one thing I will say as a as as an older Wash dude, you know, you know, there, there, it might have been a little too risque for me <laughs> at this point in my life. Definitely, if a twenty one year old Paul had been like, hell yeah. But now, you know, damn near forty, you're like, okay, maybe that's a little too much booty popping right there. You know, we got kids and stuff like that. Can't be watching that, but I enjoy, I still enjoyed it. But yeah, those girls were definitely a lot thicker than Lakers girls. Uh, <laughs> <but> the, little, <laughs> the little the short haired girl that got up out the car with the thong. I mean, yeah, they were. They, I mean, NBA was like, we don't give a damn. We're just gonna put it all out there and 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 and, and whatever. And that just kind of shows you the NBA's got a lot of. Uh, you know they're definitely geared toward the younger audience, which you know is good, and I think they're going to be well positioned a long time. But that that was that I could never see the NFL doing a halftime show like that at, no. at a Super Bowl or any kind of major event. Definitely not. They were complaining about Beyonce sport. stepping too hard when she came out. Exactly. I mean, so yeah, NBA is <laughs> just like, hey, no, no, no f's given out here, man. We're just going to be whatever booty popping, thongs hanging out, uh, sing the song lap dance, which is all about getting a lap dance, and yeah, that was it. What'd you think, Ish? Yeah, I enjoyed it, man. And I'm a I'm a big fan of Nerd. I'm a big fan of Pharrell. You know, Pharrell's like a vampire, man. He been he been doing it for a long time and still look like he like 15. But uh, I just thought it was. It's, it's right. him and Lorenz Tate, man. They just stuck in the time capsule. All right, and I, I thought they just brought a lot of energy, you know. And I thought they Except you the know, they just did their thing. It, it was different, yeah. The the Migos that was that was different. The Migos uh, always. I was just like, why are they so flat? And I think Ryan, you respond. You like, aren't they always like that? Which I don't. I don't watch them like that. Um, so they were. That was interesting because they they were definitely real flat. But it was just like Pharrell and the dancers and you know just that whole thing. I I just felt it definitely. So I enjoyed it, man. It was it was hot. And and especially like I said, bring it back to Black Panther. Black Panther weekend. You know, and Wakanda, you got all these women with shaved heads, you know, out there at the All-Star game. You got the women with the shaved heads doing the thing. And, you know, Paul, I don't know if there's ever too much twerking or booty popping. Um, you know, as long as they're clothed and they're decent, you know, I think it was fine. Oh, you'll, you'll never that, hear me say there's too much booty popping. I'm just a little thinking like, hmm, that's, no. that's something I've never seen before. This much booty popping on an NBA uh, halftime show. But you'll never hear that those words come out of my mouth. <laughs> Sure. And and what I want to know is the the young lady who was clearly like the lead dancer who was all up in the camera. I want to know like what was her social media come up like? How many followers on Instagram did she get after that performance? Because I know oh, it no went telling. through the roof. Yo, I need to know how y'all found out her name so quickly. Just Google. Just it was like who is this girl? Man? And then all of a sudden people was like, oh, her name, blah blah blah. Like what? How do you know a dancer's I name? <laughs> No, all you do is I, well. This is what I did. I know Paul used Google, the Google machine. No, I used Twitter. I, I went used Twitter. on Twitter. I used Twitter too. Okay, yeah, I went on Twitter. I typed in "nerd dancer." It was already trending, <laughs> and boom, boom, That's people crazy. like, "Yo, this our Instagram." Yo, this is so it's it's a instant social media world. Like you can find out information ASAP, Rocky. So yeah. exactly, I'm clearly, I mean, it's I'm like, clearly like, whenever watch. something like you know funny pops up or you know on a special like a live sporting event. You know, just just go to Twitter search and type it in, and then you know you'll you'll just catch up and then just read through a couple of comments and and somebody will have the link out. Somebody knows for some reason. It's just it's it's really amazing how the things work. Now that's that's the good side of social media. Again, I still go back to all the things I said yeah. negative about it earlier. 
Well. I mean, if just look at it this way. If somebody is that skilled and talented at moving their booty, <laughs> you know <laughs> you know that somebody identifies that booty. You know somebody has seen that booty move like <laughs> no, no, that no, before. No, no, no. This, this, this is the thing. Uh, this is the thing. If somebody's that skilled and talented at moving that booty and she's moving that booty in front of hundreds of millions of thirsty <laughs> minority dudes, one of them dudes is going to find Why out who she is. Minorities? <laughs> Why is it going to be because they're minority? Right. What's that? Right. That's racist. Right. That's racist, bro. <laughs> When we, when we break down how many, do, how many new followers she got, dudes let's, are just as crazy. So, so, uh, so, okay, let's say she got 10 million new followers after that performance last night. How many do you think were minority dudes? Man, I think that was all across the racial spectrum, bro. <laughs> okay. White people enjoy twerking just as much as we do. That's a fact. Fact? Okay, we need to fact, a fact check that one. That's definitely <laughs> a fact. When we get on our white correspondent, we're going to find one one day and we're going to ask them. They enjoy twerking too, man. It brought back my love for tennis skirts. I'm just saying. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to close it out. Enjoyed it. Uh, good episode. Good talking with y'all, man. Uh, you can find us on, what we on? Twitter, The Black Pod, on, at The Black Pod. You can. Uh, no, man. Did we you change it? it. You still tweeting it. from the other one. On Twitter, we are. Black at black delegates with an underscore between black and delegates. Uh, now you change it. Fine. <laughs> Y'all heard them. Is it the black or just black? Just at black delegates. At black underscore delegates. All right. Yes, sir. That's Twitter handle where you can find us on uh, Facebook where you can uh, like us and uh, share to your friends, your uh, parents, we try to keep it as clean as possible. Paul is allowed five cuss words per show. I did no pretty good today. That. I did pretty good today. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. He's getting better. He's getting better. We gonna keep it clean because my mama asked me today, could I send her the feed link? So uh, it's like sure. But um, anyway, I sent it. Uh, also, you'll be able to hopefully subscribe to iTunes here soon. I have submitted the podcast, and I'm sure they got some dude where his job is to listen to terrible podcasts. And say whether or not it's okay to be uh, on iTunes. So, sounds like a pretty cool job. Hopefully, he listens to this episode. If you're listening right now, shout out to you, man. If you can get that done for us, we appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I think maybe the next episode we need to have Paul do the intro. <laughs> you know, we sound <laughs> sound as white as possible. So if he don't Confused feel like listening the to the whole episode, <laughs> he hears him like, "Hey, this is your boy Paul," and then. Like, we good. Instant approval. It's like a credit check. Like, oh, that's a white dude. <laughs> Approved. Definitely. So, uh, we appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, like I always say, uh, likes, shares, thoughts, and prayers. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Later. Peace.